Hello and welcome to the unofficial unsanctioned women's UCI cycling show. My name is Bergen Dan and with me as always to discuss all things Norwegian is my dear friend Bergen Sarah. How are you Sarah? Oh, I wish I was Norwegian, man. Yeah. I mean, I know it rains like 400 days a year in Bergen. Yeah, and go, yeah, it doesn't rain all day. But it's the prettiest rain is the thing. And, oh, it's uh, so pretty. I want yeah. to go to the Fish Museum. Did you go to the Fish Museum when you were in Bergen? Uh, I didn't go inside, no. I just walked past it. Um, I was distracted by the sights and smells of the fish market. And then um, I... Where would I go next? I, I can't remember exactly the order. I either walked through the mall trying to find a loo or went in search of a beer. Hard to say. Either either is pretty likely, to be honest. So <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going for two. Uh, yeah, Dan was in Bergen for about six hours or something. I lived there for 12 and a bit hours. Thank you very much. <laughs> but this week, the Peloton lived there for a week. And we're going to talk about basically worlds, the road races. Last week, we talked about the ITTs, which you can catch up on our last podcast. If you go to our website, prowomenscycling.com. And yeah, we're, we're, we're going to mm. talk Bergen. Oh, it was so beautiful. I, I, I think I did I say this last week. I feel like I've said this to everyone. But I actually think Qatar, while I loathed almost everything about it, there are like three things I liked about Qatar, and that was basically the racing. Um you know, with massive caveats that there were lots of things I didn't like about the racing, like them having to do it in massive heat strokes and getting carted off to hospitals and stuff. But I, I think that it made game. I would have liked Bergen anyway. Yeah. Oh, but absolutely. Pairing it to Qatar. I mean, you know, it started off anyway. When you're looking at like the Qatar um, human rights abuses mm-hmm. and torture and the inequalities that women face and blah 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 all of those awful things and then you look at norway anyway that's that's always going to be a stark contrast right it is it absolutely is but oh the courses were beautiful so beautiful Uh, i mean it's it's hard i i'm sure that there is somewhere in norway right that they consider like the ugliest place in norway and (laughs) and almost every country in the world um, is going to look at it and go, well, fucking, we'll take it then. Like I went when I went to the latest tour of Norway a couple of years ago. Um, we on a, went on a train along the um, uh, 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 coast, and it was stunning. But even like the industrial zones were stunning because there were these you know industrials industrial zones on a beautiful blue fjord with you know with 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 pine trees around yeah, it yeah exactly and okay yeah it's just ridiculously good oh so bergen the courses were gorgeous i mean you know when you're looking at it on tv and you're like I'm actually gonna have to stop looking because it's too pain it's too painful i wish i was there all those parts of the courses going through the painted wooden buildings parts of the towns and oh you know even like little things there's that that road that they went along the coast and they went they went down it and then they came up it but it was like at different levels and there was this row of painted wooden houses with jetties leading out of the back door Mm. straight into the fjord yeah yeah Uh, all the easier to go viking with you know so yeah basically so the courses were stunning they were i was really interested about them because before bergen started there was a prediction that, that well that hill isn't too hard it will all be bunch sprints yep but, you know, the classic thing is, even though the hill isn't necessarily hard on paper, a lot of it's down to how it's ridden. 
Exactly. And, you know, some of my favorite races, uh, the Gorda, Drenta, races like that, the courses are, you know, frankly rubbish i mean that hill in Bogorda is is just not it's not like it's the sort of thing that if you went on a club run and someone said we're going to see this hill you'd be disappointed <laughs> i i yeah um i hate hills so i'm not gonna say i'd be disappointed per se didn't you once fall over on a hill uh, while you were clipped in and not be able to actually get up again and were just like lying on the floor like like to wave, be wave, fair, that wave, was at waving the, your hands that uh, was pathetically. That, that was at the end of an eighty kilometer ride and after a couple of bottles of wine. So, you know, there were extenuating <laughs> circumstances. Oh, so it's actually so you were too drunk to write you were you were riding drunk. No, no, definitely not after eighty kilometers. That had definitely all been sweated out. What I'm saying is that, you know, <laughs> in terms of and uh, look, let me just put it this way, as much as as much as wine is a delicious, delicious, wonderful, amazing thing, it does doesn't necessarily have the same uh, level of electrolytes and and nutrients <laughs> and whatnot as a power gel. So, yeah, I can't believe this, this is the first time, dear listener, that I've heard Dan advocate for not drinking wine. It's like I'm not saying don't drink it. I'm just saying you know don't necessarily go on a long ride in the Australian summer after drinking it. You know? <laughs> like, Oh, I just like this idea of Dan lying on the floor, giggling hysterically while his mate just laughs at him. Um, yeah, well, I mean, that was pretty much all, his bike, it was pretty much fighting. all of us could do. Like lying, I was I was on my side and, you know, just clipped in and because I'd, I'd cramped in both legs. So I couldn't even like unclip one leg. I was just stuck. I was just, I couldn't, I couldn't even stretch the cramps out. I was just, I was just stuck and it was horrible, but it was hilarious. So... <laughs> You know, it's it's oh. like a. It's actually when you think about it, that's an amazing metaphor for life in Australia. It's horrible, but it's hilarious. So, <laughs> yeah, especially right now. But let's not do politics because we'll. No, just let's definitely not so, do politics. We're going to talk about the two road races, and the junior road race was the first. Junior women was the first race that we got to see about on the course, and I mean, I adore the way that the juniors ride and. To me, it might actually have been the most exciting race of the week. Like, Ooh, it was. Cool. It was attacks from the go, and I especially loved watching Emma Norsgaard Jorgensen. Um, you know, these Danes, the Danish naming convention is you have two names, you basically pick one that you like, or both that you like. There's no rhyme or reason to it. If you've got a common name, you probably use the uncommon one. It's it's there's no rules to it. So she's Emma Norsgaard uh, Jorgensen. Um, I always call her Emma Norsgaard because that's what she calls herself on Twitter. Well, yeah, but you know, Twitter has character limits, and we don't. Um, so you know, maybe you're doing it wrong. Maybe you pissed off our entire Danish listener base, who right up until now <laughs> were massive fans because you keep talking about how Danes are the future of all cycling. So oh, thanks um, and I goodbye. Hope- you know, you know how sometimes there are juniors oh, who are by amazing. Well, sorry, sorry. I was just going to say on. while we're on the subject, while we're on the subject of um, Danes of the future of cycling, I just wanted to point out, by the way, that by virtue of Australian law, all Danes are also Australian. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, because well, no, because their their prince married an Australian woman from Tasmania, so like the crown princess of Denmark is Australian, huh? And so. Now Denmark is Australian too. Doesn't that mean that all Australians are now Danes? We prefer it the good way round. 
<laughs> to be honest, if I was Australian right now, I'd be claiming to be Danish. <laughs> uh, the Swedes would tell you you were wrong. <laughs> I thought we weren't going to do politics. I, oh, wow. We've started a new Balkan war. Yeah. Mm. So... <laughs> So we are. Um, so they start off the, the the junior women ride. I mean, it is there is something really interesting about how um, much uh, the, the 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 races change. Um, there, I, I am not saying that Denmark was perfect. Like I'm not saying that there weren't any difference. And one of the things where I think it's weird is that, for example, the um, the, the 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 women were the women don't get to ride the same amount of distance as the men, right? The junior junior women rode 76 kilometres, which, well, hell, that's still longer than the course, right? Um, mm. The women, elite women rode, a hun- and, and this year the elite women rode a different length to the junior men, and that's really good because in the past they've ridden, you know, it's junior women, elite women and junior men, which is a bad thing. But for some reason the junior men and the elite men started their race with this fantastic tour around the fields. Yep. And it's it was you know and and a forty kilometer run in and I wish the women had been able to do that too because when you're doing something that's like laps of a twenty kilometer circuit and you have a forty kilometer run in yeah yeah <laughs> there's you know there's there's some easy ways that you can <laughs> do some do some you know do some additions to get there mm, so yes, it's a circuit yes. around so it's a circuit around Bergen roads that by now. Most of the roads were familiar, especially the run-in. It was the mm. same run-in from the TTT and the ITT. They'd never gone up Salmon Hill before. Yep. And Salmon Hill wasn't as big as the hill that was in the ITT. And it, so for the women, it certainly wasn't as big as Mount Floyan, the road that the men had finished their finished their ITT on. So it's, yeah, it's oh, a stunning course. Um, the junior women full laps of the just under 80 uh, 20 kilometer circuit elite women eight laps um it was just madness from the word go i mean emma York, emma norsgaard was going out solo in the first lap and i don't know whether she actually was expecting people to join her and they didn't but she's just like <laughs> what the hell i'm a time trialist i'll just ride solo yeah i just i always wanted to do a 76.4 kilometer time trial let's let's roll yeah, exactly. So, Hardcore. Yeah. But it just was attack, attack, lunacy, attacking. The Italians were by far the team of the... I mean, they, it was always... It's interesting because the Dutch have been winning everything in juniors, yeah? Yep. But the Italians had already come off the back of the ITT. And this is a thing where the Italians are spectacular at getting tons of riders, get, qualifying tons of riders to the juniors, really doing well in juniors, and then you never see them again. Yep, yep. And that makes me sad because it's like actually we should, you know, they, it's it's because there's there's I think a lot of Italian juniors stay in Italy. Right. Um when they, you know, when they when they turn 18, they stay in Italy and they stay in Italian teams and there's lots of Italian teams. Right. The thing is there aren't very many good Italian teams. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I mean I guess that's that mix for them too, because they kind of have that hybrid domestic um, scene as well, don't they? So, you know, you've got races like Toscana and stuff where there's, you know, twelve Italian teams of various levels of of yeah. skill. Um, so yeah, it's it's an interesting. And you can one. stay. 
you can you can stay in in Italy and kind of work yeah, and just do all work. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, is you don't become the top of the world. Like like yeah. you look at the riders who have been in the Italians uh, in the Italian in in the in the Italian um, championships, uh, the Italian World Championships, and and the names just they're just not there. Mm, mm. And it's it's really sad for me. And I wish I wish it was different because I mean let's look at it. So last year Lisa Balsamo won. Um, uh, in 2014, Sofia Bertizzolo was silver. In 2012, Anna Zita Maria Stricker was uh, was was third. Yep. Um, in 2010, Rosella Ratto was second. Well, you know, we know Rosella Ratto yeah. is still racing, but she's not ever got back to her you know early 20s form. In 2009, Rosella Colovi won with Susanna Zorzi in third. I mean, Susie Zorzi was went on to be an under 23 European champion, and I'd actually say she's you know, she and Rosella Ratto probably had the best thing. And in 2007, it was Elen- Eleonora Patuzzo with Valentina Scandalara in the third. You know, like, yeah, you look at it yeah. and you're like, there's a lot of those riders who... Who just drifted off somewhere along the line. Yeah, yeah and yeah. it's because they don't have development structures. They, they, you know, they don't... Yeah, and there's something about how they it, do it. It's a weird disconnect, though, isn't it? Because, like you say, they clearly are great at getting them to this level. Like, that, you know, like, that's amazing form for you know, consistent performance on the podium over however many years, you know, they, they're doing all right getting them to this level, but there is a massive gap there, isn't there, between graduating them from the juniors into into the senior and elite ranks. Yeah, I mean, when I've talked to Italians, like uh, Lisa Longo-Borghini and um, Elena Cicchini, for example, of Ali Scandolara herself, like, they have all said the it, it's you have to leave Italy mm. to, if you want to do well. Like yeah, you have to yeah. leave an Italian team, and you have to, you you have to, you can't, you just there's the, the system Which, is. The, in an odd way, is kind of one of the disadvantages, I guess, if you're if you're a Euro trying to race in Europe, isn't it? I mean, like as in, I'm thinking about this from the point of view of if you're an Australian, like you don't have a choice; you just fucking have to go. Like, yeah, you, you yeah. just have, you have to. to leave your family, your boyfriend, yeah. your girlfriend, your you know, you you yeah. you 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 leave everyone, all your mates, and you go to Europe. Yeah, and you well, build a life for yourself. Yeah, and that's why I think that you know, I always have a lot of love for the Italians because even you know, even this people say, oh riders from america have it hard and it's like yes they do but they don't but you can still live in, in stay in america and and ride a world ride world tour races and ride uci level yeah. races you know well, it's not... and also sometimes sometimes it's harder moving a little way away than it is moving the other side of the world you know yeah, because yeah yeah because yeah. there is a thing about like you, you, your choice is made your options are cut off and now you've just got to do it and so you just go and you do it and you focus on doing it because what else are you going to do Whereas mm. moving, you know, four hours away from home to Girona and, you know, and sort of almost being able to stand on a hill and look and see home, but know that you can't go there because you've got to come finish your training ride and eat half a bowl of pasta or whatever. Like, you know, it's, it's, sometimes that's a harder choice. Yeah. And the, and the, the kind of, I mean, there are lots of, there are lots of pros who live in Italy and train in Italy. Mm. Like, True. um, the the a lot of you know you got the Australian that your yeah, Amanda yeah, Spratt and your Cat Gar- yeah, yeah. Garth and riders like that because I think there is a kind of I think the thing about Girona for example is there's a really active social life yeah but I think maybe for some people it's a bit too active if that makes sense <laughs> like and and you have and you have like riders who English speaking riders who've lived in Girona for years and still don't speak Spanish 
yeah or, cat, or don't speak catalan you know and it's yeah, and that's yeah. that's interesting to me that like you can you can live like living in girona is easy is 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 is, is quite you know like there's, yeah. there's there's little Australia in Girona, isn't there? Like there's little America in Girona. You... Yeah, yeah, and and you're 100 percent right. Like I would find it really weird to move to a country where English was not a common language and not learn the local language. Like it's just mm. that would be too weird to me. But I guess you don't have to, you know. Like it's it's you know you can go on. Yeah, no, can... it's 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 incredibly unlikely that I'll become an elite women's cyclist. That is true. <laughs> I'm too old. I'm just. I'm too old to do it now. Sarah. <laughs> I appreciate your faith in me, but I just. I, these, oh, these... I'm just imagining you waggling your legs and laugh, laughing hysterically on the slopes of the on the slopes of I don't know Drenta or Gorda. <laughs> I I have one very nice leg. <laughs> well, I have I, I half of one and half of the other, but if you put them together, they're a pretty good leg. Oh, okay. So, okay. I thought you were yeah. referring to your tattoos. Oh, actually, ironically enough, that joke works for them. So, <laughs> if you take my right thigh and my left calf and put those together, we're rocking. Good leg. So, it's attacking, it's attacking, it's lots of Italians. And it's very interesting watching who the Italians chased and who they didn't chase. And also waiting what their tactics were. Answer, their tactics are being Italian. Um, <laughs> but it's also fascinating... Sorry. So talking while waving their hands and eating delicious food is that is that a tactic even or <laughs> what you mean riding a Vespa and <laughs> wearing, fine, wearing fine tailoring? Um... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like really well cut jerseys and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly yeah. that's exactly what it was. So that tactic right. was be be Italian, be Italian, which is just aggressive as hell. And you also had things like like we talked a lot about the the elite Australian women's selection, but in the junior selection, poor Maddie Fasnacht. The only Australian there. Australia could have taken three or four juniors, but they yeah. only had Maddie. They only had Maddie Fasnacht, who was riding by herself. And and actually, and to to her credit, I feel like she did pretty well in terms of. I mean, you it's know, just she, her first European race. First first European racing. She had already been on the podium for the time trial, and then she got stuck in and made a bunch of good attacks herself. Um, I, you know, I, I don't I, know if her big attack on the Salmon Hill, uh, I think it was the penultimate lap, was, I don't know if that was a an attack that she made for a good reason, that she was feeling good. I think that was more about she wasn't happy going over the top of the hill on the descent in the rain with the rest of them. So uh, I, yeah, no, no. I, I, I was going to say, I, I feel like it was mostly a defensive attack, that one, and then she dropped off on the climb and, yeah. and you know that that was it job done but to be fair again when you're riding on your own under those circumstances and and when you've already meddled in the itt i think i think i I think you get a pass you know (laughs) just that as a tactic either because yeah yeah. there's two ways of doing it i am scared on the descent so do i pull right back and end up at the back of the bunch taking it slowly or do i attack like a lunatic to try and get over the top of the hill first because then i can be then I can be okay. Yeah, yeah. Like that. That it's it's kind of it's it. And uh, I'm not. I mean, God, the Amer- the American girls uh, riders, for example, they have, a lot. Some of them have been across to Europe because USA Cycling actually sends um, juniors over for a for you know for a block of racing. Yep. And they did things like the junior. They did, they did the junior healthy aging tour, which is 
really hard like it's it's yeah. like it's all dutch style racing yeah. bonkers attacks exactly. horrible and weather by the way <laughs> meet meet 150 of your closest dutch friends yeah. who've all been racing since they were 11 exactly so. exactly and who are yeah. basically going to eat you for breakfast and all know each other so they're all, and they're all talking mm. to each other in dutch in the bunch you know and here you are yeah. and 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 are all used to riding on these really narrow weird slick roads with with roundabouts and odd things in between oh god yeah stuff. road furniture what the hell is road yep. furniture and and then you're like i don't even know if i can follow that line because, because... <laughs> now i'm imagining i i just i sorry when you said that i just imagined like a uh uh guidebook slash you know introductory video prepared by u.s cycling for their kids and it's just like tommy lee jones going you know full drill sergeant what the hell even is road furniture <laughs> <laughs> well do you have roundabouts it's in a australia yeah, yeah, of course we I do. Don't say of course we do, because there's some countries that don't even have roundabouts. No, there are, there are. I can, hand on my heart, say without a hint of a lie that there are roundabouts in the United States of America. But not, not every I state. I drove the wrong way round one by mistake. Oh, okay. Um, but, you know, <laughs> it, was, it was the only time I drove on the left-hand side was going around a roundabout. It was just too much habit. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Oh, no. I'm amazed you're still alive. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> so, but for very different yeah. reasons. So we, so, so yes, yeah, so we, we, oh God, we're digressing more than ever today. Um, so lots of attacking, lots of going bong, lots of groups at 30, around 30 kilometers to go. Elena Peroni, who won the ITT attacks in the road race attacks in the road race mm-hmm. so basically that's that's over over one lap to go before the finish and it's one of those you know we talk about the prisoners di- dilemma a lot because they also had a bag of italians sitting behind her but anytime anyone attacked off after her they'd chase them down yeah and there were lots of attack attempts that's the thing that's amazing about it um really interesting and interesting to see who ended up there because there are some names that we know about juniors so i'm looking at like um the final front group for example and it has Pfeiffer georgie from britain with sophie wright from britain okay i've heard of them yeah perfect yep. um letizia paternoster she's italian and um, nicole D- nicole D- d'agostino who was doing the most incredible um uh uh, uh domestiquing chasing yeah yep, yep. she's been on the podium at uh the trofeo del moreno the which is the junior uh, um uh, trofeo afraid of binder um yeah and then you'll look at them and go maddie fastnacht well we know her now hannah ludwig who's a german well she did run in the in junior but then you're going okay um maria novolodskaya russian never heard of her right um simone boylard from from canada nope never heard of her like it's just really 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 fascinating to me like the riders who we've who you've heard about riders who we haven't so yeah yep. um, not was sixth in the junior it european junior itts last year she was fifth in the junior women itts never heard of her and the, and the commentators go oh, i think she's gonna win she's my favorite for it and it's like oh i i don't think that she you know i don't think that she um I don't think you know. I, I I don't know why they're saying that, but I get you yeah, know, someone's yeah. told, someone, someone's told them that. Um, yeah, and then Caroline Bohe, another Danish woman, riding there with Emma Norsgaard, and they're riding really really well together. She's a she's a, a 
uh, she was like sixth or something in the cross country worlds, junior cross country right. worlds. So just a couple of weeks ago, she was in um, Cairns in hey. Australia. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, that proves she's tough. She survived. So yeah, exactly. She didn't get, but she survived the stinging trees and the giant spiders. So it's all attacking the the uh, the the. Um, especially the Italians are being super defensive about it and racing viciously. Emma Norsgaard just goes off again in the final lap, which is like, oh, you're finishing the race you were going to start with. Um, but it comes <laughs> down. But Eleanor Peroni, she keeps her gap. It, her gap at the end is only 12 seconds, but she, winning by 12 seconds and becoming double junior world champion, that's pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah, that's not a bad result at all. Um, yeah, and there's only definitely been a couple, accept that. There's only been a couple who've won both in the same year, and they're riders like Nicole Cook. And Genevieve Johnson, which is a bit sad, <laughs> but you know, there, there's but, there's like there aren't that many riders who've done this who've done the double. Yeah, yeah. The the point is, it's a notable achievement, and it is an absolutely notable achievement. And you know, wow. Um, and look, great riding by the Italians again. Um, yeah. In the bunch sprint, Emma Norsgaard came second with Letizia Paternoster, an Italian, in third. Fight for Georgie. She's only 16. She's the young Brit. She came sixth. And honestly, she's the name to look out for. Next year, I think she could win Worlds. Uh, you know, doesn't matter what doesn't matter what, what territory it's on. It's going to be very early <laughs> in Innsbruck. I think she can win. Um, so, yeah. So, not Novolodskaya, not, not fourth. Jade Wheel from France, fifth. Fight for Georgie, sixth. Clara Copponi from France, seventh. Simone Boylard of Canada, eighth. And Sophie Harsh, ninth. And Avita Music from France, tenth. That's three French in the top ten, which yeah, is pretty which impressive. Is very impressive, um, particularly given that they... And I, I'm not saying this to um, have a go at anyone or anything, but, you know, when we've just talked about the race being really animated by the Italians and the Danes and and whatnot. So, you know, to have three French riders in the top ten, I mean clearly they were involved in the action. Yeah, yeah, they were. And you know, and, and it's it was a really exciting race. And like, okay, good. Mm, okay, mm. so we've we've seen that happen. They basically Elena Peroni won um worlds in the way that Elisa Longo Borghini won Binder and then Flanders. Yeah, yeah. And and it was a, a great, you know, well executed tactical move and and done really well i was pretty happy to see letizia paternoster get in for third to be honest because she just missed out in the itt so it was yeah. kind of a, a vindication nice thing for her yeah letizia paternoster in the itt she was actually so the first her, it was her, her teammate alessia virilia was was leading she's the first rider off because italy were the only team with three riders they had it an italy italian going first and last um mm. Virgilia had gone off first and she'd set down this amazing time and then Paternoster had beaten her at the set at the first checkpoint but she lost time on the second checkpoint and apparently her DS said she had basically lost radio contact and panicked yeah yeah <laughs> which oh I wouldn't want people to know that about me but you know just as like <laughs> I, I think I've said this before but it's the same as Eleanor Cicchini um, thinking that she'd won the European under 23 road race, celebrating too early and crossing yeah. the line with her arms in the air while someone else snuck underneath her raised arm and won the race. Yep, yep. And look, honestly, I think we said this last week, but you know, those are, those are important learning experiences and, and truthfully, as, as awesome as it would be to, to have, you know, got on the podium for um the under 23 world championships 
um, you would rather make this mistake here than yeah. in the seniors. Exactly, you know? exactly, exactly. It's much better for her to know that, oh, I have fucked up beyond recognition. Now, I was happy about Letizia Passantathnoster because she, of course, was part of the Italian junior singing squad in Dota. <laughs> Where, if you, if you remember, oh. the Italian juniors went out to celebrate um, Anissa Balsamo winning with a very, very, very enthusiastic rendition of the national anthem. <laughs> it's it's close to one of the only times I've actually enjoyed watching anyone sing any national anthem. Oh yeah, so, yeah they just it's just like yeah, yeah, it's it's national anthems. I mean, I'm I'm realizing this in the last year that Americans, for example, have a very different attitude towards their national anthem than everyone else does in the world. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Um, you know, yeah, yeah, we don't, it doesn't generally a national anthem doesn't mean anything. Like it's not. It, it's if you're the rider who's standing on the top set of the podium, it, it means a, it means a hell of a lot to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, you know, I don't yeah. get tears in my eyes as 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 God say as the opening line of God say the Queen starts, and I'm pretty sure that when Advance Australia Fair comes on, you don't oh, like God. you know stand up and clutch your heart. Like so, one of your favourite comedians, actually, a bloke by the name of Adam Hills, um, has a comedy bit that you can look up on YouTube where he he reinvents the Australian national anthem um, and combines the lyrics, which is still pretty shit to be fair, um, with one of the greatest rock songs ever produced in Australia in the eighties, <laughs> and it works really well. I am a man. I, I come from the land down under. No, no. It, I don't, I don't, I don't know if the song was famous anywhere else in the world, but it was a, it was a song called "Working Class Man" that was very famous here. And um, I'll send you, I'll put, I'll put a link on the post actually, just because I've babbled about it enough. But yeah, yeah. Um, so domination, domination. Now, then, when we look at what happened in the men's races, because there's two men's races in between, in between the, um, the, the yeah. juniors. And, and the elites and so the under 23 men go out straight away after the after the juniors and that was won by um benoit Cos- Cos- i'm gonna get his name wrong sorry benoit cosnefroy from france with leonard kamner of germany in second and then three seconds behind michael cardell svengard uh, a dane <laughs> Okay. Um, bringing up a huge group so that's like one by two so that's like okay that's not a bunch of sprints either this is interesting and then we had the junior men's world championships on before the elite women and that was interesting because that was also won by a solo by 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 a solo attack are you suggesting slash implying slash flat out accusing the uci of rigging this race so that it follows the same script no well okay this is the really funny thing is of course when you run worlds when you you get to you get to design the parkour with your own riders in mind yep and apparently torhoshov had helped design this course um they of course had had alexander christoph uh, um yep. and um edwell bosenhagen and strangely the course suited both of them <laughs> Weird, weird that, oh, eh? So, so strange. strange. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. So it was. Um. It was. Uh. It's interesting. Um. So what would happen in the women? Now, of course, the Dutch started with a like. Honestly, the Dutch always have the like. Pretty much always have the strongest team. Pretty much. I. I think this is the strongest Dutch team I might have 
ever seen. I think it's and a, that's saying yeah, a lot. It's definitely the strongest one I can recall. And um, like, I I don't normally go for terms like this, but like I can't really look at it as any other way than a super team. Like if you oh, if totally. you had your pick of the peloton, you would basically take this team. Like like there are very few riders that you would swap in from other nations. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's all killer, no no filler. Yeah, exactly. Like it's... <laughs> It was just yeah. eight riders, and the least good rider, and I'm saying that with heavily inverted commas, but the least, okay, let's say the least well-known rider was uh, Yannicka Ensing. Yeah. And she had just won solo attack in, a, in, a, in an amazingly aggressive race, the final stage in the Limburg Hills of the um, Bowles Ladies Tour. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And am, like, like that's and the that's, thing. When, when she's the the lesser known name, and and she's by no means a name that you don't know. <laughs> like, wow. But you're yeah. looking at. I mean, everyone was saying all week. When like you're looking down the list, and Mariana Voss is the fourth favorite mm, in mm. your team. Yeah. And I start. You know, there were. I was saying all week. There were. There was six of the riders I think could have won that could have could have, could have won that race. I mean, you know, maybe actually, maybe maybe all of them all of them could have won from a break. Yeah. And I and I mean, but especially like you know, oh Lucinda Brown and Chantal Black, they could they could they could have they could both they could both win that. You know, they could. It was just and the way they and it was a very interesting race because they. I mean, I think it was 150 kilometers, so it's the longest worlds by 15k that they've that's ever been risen. And I was like, well, I could have done with one less lap, to be honest, because it didn't start in the same hyper-aggressive way that the juniors did. And what, you, what you're basically saying is it started like a bit of a men's race. For a bit, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, there was, there was I, think, I think the thing was, was that everyone had the plan to kick off on the same lap. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and, and I think when you say everyone, I think you mean like literally everyone. Like people on Twitter literally are all telling everyone. each other, like literally everyone, like like just random fans on Twitter going, oh yeah, it's going to kick off around eighty k's. <laughs> like everyone knew that. Everyone knew. Yeah, yeah. And when it did kick off, what I thought, I mean, I really, I like Felix Felix Mattis um, on Twitter oh, going, yeah. why is everyone else doing work for the Dutch? Like I, why? Yeah. Why? My favorite was like he he did it really well because he posted that once and then he retweeted it an hour later still wanting to know the answer <laughs> like yeah, it's, it was, it's been an hour why is everyone still working for the dutch what the fuck so weird yeah. like it's the dutch so and then so you're so you're just going i don't get it i do not understand why are these germans on the front why are these americans yeah. on the front now as a brit we've had our struggles with road with 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 world championships in the last couple of years like yep. um back in back in and um, back in the day like when you take our 20, 2012 Olympic team, for example, it was an absolute thing of beauty. But, you know, you take a team which had, uh, you know, Nicole Cook and Emma Pooley and Sharon Laws, Lizzie Danan, uh, young Danny King. We used to have super strong world's teams. But for the last couple of years, for one reason, you know, for one reason, we didn't have the riders or another that we had the riders, but British Cycling just cho- chose not to take them. Yeah, they haven't we haven't had as strong a, a world's team and lizzie danen basically effectively won uh richmond as a solo rider i mean obviously helped by the dutch in their inexplicable tactics uh you know but whatever that's the past um 
this year it was completely different and when i saw all those brits attacking and attacking and attacking i was so happy because it was like a return to a, a, a uh, I mean, they, and I think maybe past their tactics were, were made by Lizzie Dane and we didn't know whether she'd be able to ride at her best because she just had yeah. her appendix out like three weeks ago. Yeah, like fair question. Like, I, trust me, I'm not competing at Worlds after having my appendix out, just not. Like, no, 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 no. You'd be like, I'm terribly sorry. Thank you for the invitation to ride um, yeah. at Worlds. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'm going to sit, this, sit yeah. this one out. I feel, <laughs> Thank you like for this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, but... Um, I have I have this chair and I have these feet that need to be put up and I have this whiskey to drink like yeah. I'm I'm out done. So what I thought was really interesting was the Dutch chased down absolutely every attack. Yes. And I at first I wasn't sure why they were doing that. And then I realized it was power games. I think it was psychological war. Like just a flat out we know we've got the best team. We don't even care. We're just we're, we're doing everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at the calibre of our riders who are doing the early chases and the early attacks. You know, Yannicka Ensing, well, Lucinda Brand, Mariana Voss. It, I was just about to say, because that's the one that really turned heads, is when Voss chases down an attack for you. Like, that's... And, I mean, we talk about how she's the queen in mind games anyway, but that is, like, the ultimate mind fuck. Because now you're going, hang on, hang on, Voss just chased down that attack... Does that mean she's writing domestique for someone else? Who? Oh, who the fuck is she writing for? Fuck. Oh no, maybe yeah. she's doing dumb psychological warfare on me, and she's actually writing for herself. And now I think she's writing for herself. Fuck. You know, like it just it compounds. You just oh wow. It was it was stunning, and and I I, mean, I really 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 enjoyed it. So mm. yeah, there was and and they didn't and the um and the the Dutch didn't just chase things down. They also were super aggressive as well. Like it was it was really interesting to watch their tactics. And so you had Lucinda Brand attacking, you had Yannick Ensing attacking, you had Chantal Black attacking, and it was uh, then lots and lots and lots and lots of little groups. Hannah Barnes was basically my rider was one of my riders of the day. She was out in a break with um, Amy Peters and Rachel Naylor, and yep. then Lucinda Brand joined them. Um, Which yeah, wow, um, great way to ensure that everyone else chases it. I guess. Yeah, 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 exactly. And chases it down when we haven't even seen Anna van der Breger and race favorite Annemiek van Vleuten in the race at all. I mean, it's basically perfect for them. Like, they've just been able to sit back, relax, have a coffee, chat about what they're doing on the rest of the weekend. Which flight are you on? Oh, yeah, okay, cool. I'll see you at the airport, you know, and just be chill. Like, perfect for them. I mean, there was crashes, and I I was gutted for Megan Guarnier because I felt like it was a Megan Guarnier course, and she's actually broken her jaw and had to have a titanium plate put into her jaw. Oh, no. Yeah, because that was a nasty crash, and she she was down on the ground clearly, clearly in real distress. So that's yeah. that's a real shame. And they, it also took out a couple of Italians, and Elisa Longo-Borghini had kind of fallen off the back, you know, gone off mm. the back of the group. And the Italians, and that's one of the things I think is it was interesting too. The Italians normally we talk about them as the strongest world team, but they just weren't this year. They didn't, they weren't anywhere near their standards. So this group of four get out. Then you get a new break, and it has um, Anna van der Breger, Anna Meek van Vleuten, Paulina Franprevo, Cassinio Doma, Kat Garfus, and Cecilia Utrecht Ludwig in a group of thirteen. And I'm not going to lie, I genuinely thought that was it. I, I thought this is it. This is the group that 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 we see the race here. Yeah, but no. 
And it's one of those, the Dutch were just doing their Dutch thing, the Dutch tactic of when one of us is, when one of our breaks is caught, the next one will go. And you have like Chantal Black with Audrey Cordon Ragot out together with Sarah Roy riding. Um... Yeah. <laughs> and, and Hannah Barnes in the front as well. Yeah, with Sarah yeah. Roy in this poor solo chase, not being able to get anywhere, like gutted. Like, just stuck so in, the, in the... the worst of no woman's land. Like just, just yeah. the worst. Yeah. So they come to the final climb, and it's Chantal Black, Hannah Barnes, and Audrey Cordon Rago out in front. And Chantal Black should win out of that group. And then something I wasn't sure I liked. I liked it. Well, certainly, Annemiek van Vleuten my... attacked on the hill. Yeah, yeah, and certainly my eyebrows came off at that point. Um, yeah, that was. Uh, 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 even now I can't really find the right words to, to frame it because it was just such an like it didn't make sense like you say out of that group no. Black is as much of a guarantee as, as anyone can be you know and yeah. yeah, and so surely your Dutch role at that point is just sit in the chase and let everyone else chase it you know and go for second and third yeah yeah like as well as first like maybe maybe at a kilometre to go or two kilometers to go you try and get across or something like that but like you certainly don't attack at that point like it just doesn't i i struggle to conceive of a situation in which it makes sense to attack at that point yeah and i know that Annemiek van vleuten has a lot of very passionate fans mm. but i it, it was the same as when i don't know if you remember when lizzie danen won the commonwealth games and emma pooley was out solo yeah and danen Road um, Danan attack and, and Pooley had been doing tons and tons and tons and tons of work for Danan all the way through the race, and Danan did this explosive attack, caught Pooley and just passed her. Yeah, yeah, and went for the win. Yep. And and it was like actually that's it didn't feel right. And this attack by Van Vleuten it just doesn't it doesn't sit doesn't sit right to me. And so no. I assumed that what would happen. So you know, and when Van Vleuten and Van der Brega went, they now joined these three leaders, and they've got. Um, Garfoot and Neodoma yeah. with them. Yep. And um, yeah, and they end up with so you end up with a group that has three Dutch. So that's Blark, Van Vleuten, and Van der Brega. Um, Hannah Barnes for Britain, Kat Garfoot for Australia, um, uh, Audrey Cordon-Rago for France, and Cassian Neodoma. Yeah. So almost half of the group literally is Dutch. I mean, that's yeah. that's insane. Uh, now i i assumed that what would happen at this stage would be that van vleuten um basically that basically uh Blark would do her super domestique thing hand it over and van vleuten would win yeah. because van vleuten made no secret of the fact that she wanted the double win well and but... also also she was a race favorite and and with such an aggressive attack to get there like it just that again that's the only thing that made sense was that van vleuten was going because she wanted to win the race and and so yeah. you you see them join and you're just like well i guess she goes now and and anna and and chantal control the chase and and slow it down and and let you know anna Meek get her win and yeah so it like you say it's i don't know like just a bit of a bitter taste like it's 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 not it's not what wow. we expect and it's not what you you know especially cuz we last week you know we talk about teams like the Italians and Dutch who ride for each other so well and stuff like it's just it's uncharacteristic and yeah yes but so Chantal Black 
hits the front and does another attack. And it's one of those things where at this point, Chantal Black, if she's caught, um, Van Vleuten or Van der Breger is going to attack. Yeah? Mm. It's, it's, but this attack gets away. Amazing. So good. And it, and you can see the dejection in the chasers because there they are sitting with Van Vleuten and Van der Breger, who are the queens of this kind of racing. You know, I mean, uh, they're all they're all ex Rabo, they're all ex Rabo Bank. They've all ridden with Mariana Voss. They've ridden with each mm, other. They've mm. ridden with Cassia and Uedoma when they're doing this. They know this. Cassia's sitting there and having ridden with them, knowing how it's going to play out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it, and and so some people are like, oh, they're just riding for second now. And I thought, no, I don't think they're riding for second. I think they're broken. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think they're just broken psychologically and they know don't know what they can do. And, and afterwards... Um, exactly. Like, I think that's the thing is that you literally can't think of a way to make it work out in your favour. Like, there's nothing that you can do that makes this a better result. Yeah. You know, and like, and I think that's even reflected in, yeah, um, just, I was going to say, in terms of, of little things like, um, oh, just... Uh, well... I guess basically what I'm trying to do is, is um, you know, Monday morning slash Wednesday night uh, DSing. Like, like, what is the <laughs> advice that you can give your rider in that situation? Well, like, the... like, you know, take a dive, take two of them out, and hope one of your teammates gets across <laughs> or something. Like, like, what do you do? Yeah, and 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 poor Hannah Barnes said afterwards in the um in in in, in the post race interviews that she basically she knew she just had to pick a Dutch wheel. Yeah. And and I'm gonna pick that. I'm gonna pick a Dutch wheel. I'm gonna go with her when she goes. And she picked the wrong one. Yeah, and I think I think that possibly happened to more than one rider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And 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 actually, and that's the that's the thing about how strong the Dutch team were. I mean, I swear, if Lucinda Brand had been in the break in the last break, Lucinda Brand could have done the same. Could have could have yeah. had exactly the same result. And that's not to take anything away from Chantal Black, who rode just spectacularly. No, she rode brilliantly. And look, I think I think her own comments after the race, like, I mean, her quote literally about, you know, by the time um, Anamik and, and Anna had got across, she's like, we didn't really talk to each other because um, there wasn't time, but we knew what, what to do. We knew we had to attack because we couldn't wait for the sprint with Hannah there. And so Anamik attacked first and everyone reacted. And so I thought, this is a good moment. And so she just went and she's like, I think they didn't follow. They, they just waited too long. And yeah. that, was, that was how she got away. And, yeah. and that's the thing. I think it's, it's literally, as you say, like, and understandably too, everyone was so nervous about because Anamik was such the hot favorite. She was the one everyone just turned to and watched and pounced on. And it just opened the door. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, and, and I loved it actually because Chantal Black, I mean, Chantal Black, when she won, she won solo. And this is how she won um, Hentworth Elgem last year as well. Mm, mm. Um, in a similar sort of thing, um, trading attacks with Anna van der Bleger at the time. One, two, hers was the one that got away. Now, she is a super popular winner because she is an absolute selfless, absolutely selfless domestique, like yeah. totally selfless super strong domestique in any other team she'd be a guaranteed olympic pick she'd be a you know there's yeah, a ton yeah. of teams that would have her as their team leader but she exactly. rides for she's dutch so she doesn't get to go to the olympics because she's like you know yeah. when you're the fifth when you're the fifth best dutch woman yeah or the exactly. sixth best dutch dutch woman you i mean your only hope to go into the olympics is basically to find a belgian grandmother right i mean like, look, let me let me put it this way right so this year just 2017 so not even going back to previous years 
eighth at Hent with Elgum, third at Flanders, second at Het Newsblood, um, first in stages two and four at the Healthy Aging Tour, and national road champion. And she's the fifth Dutch rider. Yeah. Like, like, like you say, like any other country, your top pick. Like you just are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and she's um. I mean, I guess maybe that's why Anamik and uh, Anamik attacked her on Salmon Hill was to, you know, was because they were worried about Hannah Barnes in the in the in the break. Maybe, maybe yeah, that. Maybe. But, but by that, but by that time, Hannah Barnes had done such a shed load of work. I mean, God, the Brits were so strong. There was an attack by Danny King that basically, um, mm. an enormous attack by Danny King that earlier on in the race, Mariana Voss had tried to follow, and following it, she couldn't. She just blew up, and she was effectively out of the race. Yep, yep. I mean, Danny King was extraordinary. Obviously, Lizzie Danan was not on her best, and that was really that was clear. You know, she that was clear during the race that she wasn't on her best, which meant the Brits were kind of going for experimental tactics. You know, we've got nothing to lose. Let's just yeah. let's just yeah. let's make it as hard as possible. And I was so proud of them. You know, I I I'm so proud of them because. You know, we suffer a bit from having DSers who don't know women's sport, who don't know women's cycling. So, you know, so to give them bad advice, we, you know, we suffer from, you know, last in, in Richmond, Lizzie Dalen didn't even have a soigneur and was soigneured yeah. by the Dutch. Which is like A, awesome of the Dutch and B, absolutely batshit insane of the British. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just disgusting. And, yeah. you know, and they didn't have, you know... Uh, it's it's so good to see them as this really exciting team like they were really and they, mm. you know and they and spoiler alert they didn't win they didn't medal but they were just phenomenal and i was really really proud of them so chantal black is riding to the finish this small group of riders is riding behind her chantal black finishes the race arms in the air just you know still carrying the bruises and the cuts from her crash and the rips in her, yeah. in her jersey and behind them, suddenly, it's not just this small group of, um, let's say, six riders. No, no. Turns out they'd gone back to the bunch and said, well, let's all go together. Yeah, the, there had been a killer chase behind the, you know, behind the, um, behind the, the, behind the, the bunch. And it was behind, yeah. it was extraordinary. And I loved and it. So it was all guns blazing at that point for the, the i mean it essentially turned it into a flat-out sprint for the finish yeah um, which was and really it, interesting and it was particularly interesting because they were they were like they were they were just they because anna van der i think it's anna van der Brega started her her chase first and van vleuten going and it looked for a moment like they were going to be dutch one two three it genuinely did look like a, a one two three and then you sort of the shot widens out a little bit and you're like oh holy fuck she's jumped because the peloton's right there mm. <laughs> and, and and there's like this crowd of riders that just comes flooding up behind them and starts swarming through and around the rest of the chase group and you know by then everyone's out of their saddles and it's all on it was it was fucking intense it was great yeah and there's a great quote from Kat Garfoot I didn't even realize we were caught I was just focused on the sprint it was a downhill sprint I had the right gear and it all came together and that was Garfoot in silver Garfoot Kat Garfoot winning I was just I mean exactly like like the the most unlikely way that you could see Kat Garfoot getting on the podium in a bunch sprint but there it is and um as a personal moment like talk about fucking vindication oh totally um 
you know, after all of the debacle that the Australian women's team went through with under-selecting the, the number of riders being basically politically pressured into taking a full team, and while we haven't talked about, about a lot, all the shit that was said about them, and while we haven't talked about it a lot, like, there was, you know, good performances throughout the whole team. Like, we've, we've mentioned Rach Nalen, um, Spratty chased down a couple of breaks. Um, Garfoot obviously got herself into the right move at the right time. Um, you know, Gracie Elvin was doing all the work that you needed her to do, and, and Chloe Hosking was even doing a great job of, of covering the, the potential for a sprint by, you know, doing the one thing that she basically had to do, which was not fall off on the climb. You know, yeah, she's like, a fantastic domestique and she's really underrated yeah, yeah, yeah. as a domestique. Like, I, I think that, the, you know, we all know because she's such a good sprinter. People don't talk about Chloe Hosking's domesticing enough, enough, but she's she's a really super strong, super strong yeah. domestique who will be worth her weight in gold. You know, it's not like yep. like like Chloe Hosking, and, and that's I know that's why it was so ridiculous that she had, was left at home. We had we had Sarah Roy in a break or two, and then you know caught out in No Woman's Land, oh, and like Roy. what a, and the, and the point I'm trying to make is that literally every one of our seven riders contributed to the race and that medal yeah and and Garth- and uh, yeah they all talked about it too every single one of them was like there's you know so happy over the moon for cat garfoot and, and huge respect for the effort she put in but she herself was like wouldn't have done this without a full team yeah now third place amelia diedrichson yeah if it honestly, I would almost have been happier for that if it hadn't been for the Australian silver. <laughs> like, like under those circumstances, amazing, I, amazing. Everyone said about Amelia Diedrichsen. Now, when she won last year, it it was a surprise win, not because she's not got the skills, but because she's she's very very you know she's very very young yet. You know, it's like it was like yeah, her second year, yeah. her second year as a pro. But it yeah, pretty it's, much was. It's saying, like when a baby, it's like when a baby walks at like three months old. You're like. That's unusual. Like we knew you were going to walk, but not this. Early. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Amelia, Amelia Dietrichson. Everyone would say, yeah, she's she's gonna. She's it's just gonna be. She's she's you know it's gonna be too hilly for her. She's not gonna medal here. No, you know, I no one talks about. You know, it's like yeah, Amelia. She's just gonna be passing on her rainbow jersey. So for her to come third was just such an achievement like so so and you know so good so strong i just didn't yeah i didn't i didn't expect yeah. it and no and and again you know like full credit to her too because you know as we've said it, it turned into a bunch sprint but you know even so takes all of those skills again you know she's got to be aware of positioning get in the right spot in the bunch and then she's got to out sprint like everyone else yeah. like like that third place is a is a fully legit just as her win was like she did the work she got there this this is a superstar in the making yeah and the thing she said she said it was it was a very chaotic sprint because they literally caught the group with 500 um 500 meters to go the the, the chase you know the mm. chase, that chasing group for second and yeah and it was complete chaos because you're you can't set up your sprint trains while you're also catching riders who are all across the road and she's like god if it had been like 50 meters more she could have won, you know. She could have got silver. Yeah. And, but yeah, but yeah. I mean, I, I God, I'm so happy. I'm really, really delighted for her. Now. Well, I'm I'm even more delighted, possibly than Amelia is herself. Um, just for the simple fact that I get to say now that it was an Australia second and third on the podium. <laughs> 
brilliant. Now, do you think that the Dutch, having started that teams, should be a little bit disappointed with only getting one medal? Look, in all honesty, yes, they should. I mean, particularly when you look at who, you know, who was on the team and in the finale and didn't get there. And, like, I I, I caveat that with, of course, you know, by the time you're caught by the bunch in a mad sprint and, and you know, we're not talking about, you know, out-and-out dedicated sprinters here, um, you know, that that I'm not... What I'm trying to get at is I'm not trying to point fingers and blame anyone, but I'm saying that, you know, when you have three of seven Dutch riders at eight kilometres to go, you know, um, in, in a as three of seven in that final break, like you do expect that you come away with at least two spots on that Yeah, party. I think they started their sprint too early. I mean, I think it was difficult because with a bunch sprint, with a with a ton of bunch sprinters at that point, once they were caught, it was it was it was difficult. Yeah. And I don't think I'm not sure there was anything else they could have done really. But No, and, and, and but fair, I do still think it's disappointing. And to be fair, I would have thought that Van Vleuten and Van der Breger would back themselves to outsprit outsprit Garfoot and Neodoma and um you yeah. know, I mean, not Han- maybe not Hannah Barnes, but like they, but she, I mean, poor Hannah Barnes yeah, but, is exhausted. But with the right move, yeah. and with the two of them there, and and like it wouldn't have been too hard for them to do a one-two punch. Yeah, and they weren't like, leading each other. They weren't. They were basically going for it separately rather than one of them yeah. leading out the other one. Well, and and exactly, they could have let each other out, or they could have done a quick counter attack. Yeah. You know, like a a quick false attack and a counter attack, and then jump across. And, you know, all you've got to do is gap that rider behind the second Dutch rider and, and, and you are set up for a one, two, three sweep yeah. podium deal. I mean, I think they were, um, they were going, I, think, I mean, maybe I like them. Maybe it is I like easy. them that they gambled for a one, two, three and lost. Like, like, I think I do, I do enjoy that, that they. I definitely, I definitely respect it. And, and, you know, and, and I am, you know, I'll admit I'm, I'm quick to, to call out if I think someone has, you know, um, taken the safer path, you know. Like, yeah, I, I, I can definitely respect it. But to answer your initial question, I still maintain that if I'm Dutch, I come away from that finale feeling a bit disappointed that we didn't get a second spot on yeah. the podium. I mean, it's completely delighted for Chantal Black, a hundred percent. Like, mm, I, I yeah, love, I loved. She rode it. She, rode, she deserved it. She, she was fighting all the way through that race, oh. and she got, and she got to what she got to that final break on her skills, and she got away on her skills, and she deserved it in every way. Yeah. And, and I guess that's the other point too is if you are Dutch and you can only come away with one of the podium spots, they got the one you want most. Exactly, so. exactly. And with her, and she was, and it was a super popular result. I, I think the, the tweet mm, that mm. the tweet that really got to me was Gracie Elvin congratulating her and saying, "I feel really inspired by your win." Yeah, yeah. Because Grace, and, like, Gracie Elvin is a is a you know is a, is a domestic is a domestic herself, um, yeah. who would be you know who. And that's, and that's what it means. It means everyone, everyone knows that like, like, so that, so that podium is full of excitement and full of meaning. It's a really symbolic podium, but Chantal Black, so, 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 so deserving. Like you couldn't, it's not like, for example, all the other Dutch had been in the breaks all day and she just was, she got into a lucky one. She'd Mm. been out there. She'd worked hard. She'd attacked. She'd been in breaks. She'd crashed. She'd chased breaks. It was, you know, she had a really, really dramatic race. And yeah, I'm really happy for her. And the peloton is really happy for her. 
Yeah, so yeah absolutely. And look, it was it was an awesome, awesome race. And look, more than one person I saw said that this was their greatest race of the week at Worlds, in- mm. including um, you know some reasonably well known people, like someone you might have even heard of um, in the UK. Um, did you know that there's like a little island um, called the Isle of Man, right? I, I, I may have heard of this cycling right. haven. And there, yeah, sometimes people ride bikes around there. Yeah, I've um, heard that. Aren't, that aren't motorbikes. And there's one, there's one dude from there who is like semi-famous, like a little bit famous. Oh, um, um, Mark. Yeah. Mark yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. Uh, Peter Kenyon. No, uh, Mark Cavendish. Yeah, yeah, that's the guy. He, you know, he goes far sometimes. Um, so he he literally tweeted um, at the end of Worlds, like after the men's race, that he thought that the women's race was the most exciting race of the week. Yeah, he is such a star. Like, Mark Cavendish, if he was on 100% fitness, he could have won the men's road race. And yep. especially with Sagan, with Sagan winning it in the way that he did, Cav could have beat, won another world champions rainbow, yeah. rainbow jumper. Um, but some riders in that scenario don't bother watching. They don't bother caring. They're not commenting on it. Cav mm. was cheering for them on his Twitter all the way through the women, he was totally, he was totally, and he, and he's really insightful. You know, he's really good to follow when he's watching a race because he's super insightful and interesting. Mm-hmm. And because, you know, he, he genuinely, he's not someone who happened to be very good at cycling. And so they cycle. He is passionate about it. And, yeah, you know, when, when it's the, when it's, when it's the Commonwealth Games and the Isle of Man competes as their own country, he's there being a swanier and a domestique. You know, I saw him in yeah. the Com- Commonwealth Games, he's being interviewed by the uh, BBC and the race came round them and he, he, he broke off his interview to start yelling for Anna Christian. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> <a nice woman. laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and, and he's such a he's so i yeah. love i love kev but and the pushback he got was really interesting like there are people going oh yeah yeah but no but no but sagan sagan and and it's like I, I don't understand why people would say that to him you can't you shouldn't enjoy that race because i like to won the i'd like to won the who won the road and, race it, and 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 exactly and i mean a it's an opinion, so it's entirely subjective. B, it's not like he doesn't know what the fuck he's oh, talking I about. I know. I mean, I <laughs> like of all the of all the people to call out as as if like, oh no, you're wrong. What about the way to go? Like, what you think he was passed out drunk or something yeah. during the men's race and didn't watch it or something like yeah like far out anyway yeah i just i found it a charming thing you know i thought it was very cute and and i did actually really appreciate the way that he he made a point of naming the women's the women's road race as his favorite of the week yeah. um you know as you say like a lot of writers don't even watch or or don't feel the need to comment if they do watch or whatever um you know and it's just nice it's nice yeah and he's 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 lovely um mm. but yeah he's it he was great it was an amazing race and i'm like, god let's do the top 10 because we've done an hour oh, yeah, yeah. two races i mean good on us <laughs> so, well, yeah, yeah we're pretty short for us really yeah, i know shut up uh, i'm actually impressed that we're so close to finish Chantal black first cat garfoot second uh, amelia diedrichson third Annemiek van Vleuten fourth, Cassian Yodoma fifth okay yeah that that's all i mean apart from i'm, I'm surprised in that order but okay Christina yep. Mayerus in sixth, effectively riding wow. solo. Yeah. Susanna Anderson in seventh. 
that's huge for Norway. She's a first year pro. She's a first year elite. Yeah, yeah. This is like that's an awesome result for, for yeah. That's it's cool. It's so cool. Um, Anna van der Breger eighth. Amelia Forley ninth. Yeah, I mean, wow. Also, and also she's riding cool. for a small and and the, you know the the the, Ital- the 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 Swedes were really really going for it as well. They had mm. riders out in the early breaks. They had riders out in the middle breaks. I was you know really impressed with them. It's 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 kind of like having a Kiwi in the race at Geelong. Like you know they're practically <laughs> they're they're so they're neighbours. They're so close. They're practically family. So yeah. <laughs> um, Eleanor Chikini tenth. I'm just going to go down yep. to 20th because they're all in the same bunch of groups. So, and Paulina Fran Provo 11th. Now, I had expected Fran Provo to be on much better form, but she was out yeah. on the mountain bikes um, in uh, come third in the mountain bike world champs just a couple of weeks ago. You know, maybe it was just too yeah. much for her. I, um, I have a feeling the travel must have messed with her. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that maybe in Innsbruck next year we'll see we'll see something different. Um, uh, Leah yeah. Kirkman. 12th for Canada, Lucinda Brown, yeah. another Dutchy, 13th, Hannah Barnes, 14th, Ellen van Dyke, 15th, Russell Elevator of um, Lithuania, Lithuania, 16th, Shayla Gutierrez of Spain, 17th, Corin Rivera, 18th, Roy, 19th, and yeah. Danny King, 20th. Pretty bloody good all round, I'd say. Pretty bloody good. Oh, another moment that really made me happy. Mariana Voss didn't have the best race um, in Mariana Voss style. Um, she just, you know, she's been either fantastic or she's been, um, or, you know, I don't think, I still don't think she's 100%. And she definitely blew up in that race. But she crossed the line with this enormous smile on her face. Yep. Which, it was so Voss it hurts. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, so Voss it hurts. And I know that Voss will have been extra delighted i mean she'd have been delighted for any of her teammates to win for sure but i think for voss seeing chantal black win would have been meaningful to her because you know she knows how much a rider like chantal black has given her over the many 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 yeah. years you know she's exactly she's a it's yeah, it, it's, it's just one of those things that yeah exactly as you say like like you you, you know you've seen her you've worked with her you've ridden alongside her for years in and out and seen the effort that she's put in not just not just in races either but you know in training and and all the ways that riders support each other on and off the bike and you know that she's done all this work and yeah she's had had her wins and stuff but a win like this on this stage you know in norway is is something special and you know of course you're going to be over the moon that's awesome yeah Oh, delightful. It was such a good race. I mean, I, I was a bit worried at the beginning in the first couple of laps where it was not, where for, I mean, where for a women's race, not much was happening because there wasn't the lunacy that you normally get in a, in a women's, in a, in a women's race. Yeah. But yeah, that was, that was, that was special. Indeed it was. Indeed it was. So, world, world is over. Um, we're going to talk about other things next week. I think next week we'll talk transfers and team news and updates and maybe start doing some... Um, we've got a couple more podcasts to do for the next couple of weeks before we um, be shutter for the winter. Um, yeah, uh, join us. Um, I don't think I need to tell you where the highlights are because I think that did, this is the other <laughs> thing. We got to see you, we got to see the full race all the way through. It was on all TV. No one was messing around looking for dodgy pirate streams. <laughs> it was joyous. Yeah, yeah. It was, and, um, and, you know, and quality, I mean, 
it's it's basically sheer luxury for you know for us down here for example to get to watch a race a live b on tv and c in high definition like it was it was pretty ideal so um i still have issues with um some of the ad break timing selections but you know if you're a bbc there were no ads this is why this is why state broadcasters are important people anyway um we weren't going to get political so <laughs> yeah exactly anyway um have a lovely week people i hope you loved worlds as much as we did indeed and uh we'll talk to you again next week if you want to reach out in the meantime we are at pw cycling on twitter that's sarah and i am at dan w official or you can find us via the website prowomencycling.com it's like we rehearse it it's so good every, every time. time i get wrong it's yeah. terrible i'll fix it in post excellent